Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty. Brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker. Dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Wouldn't it be great if we had that for all of our callers, too? And now from Little Rock, here's Ed. That'd be uh, pretty fabulous, wouldn't it? Well, Trey Biddy, you're back from Las Vegas. How was Las Vegas? It was nice. It was, uh, I was excited to get there, and I was excited to leave. <laughs> I think that's kind of <laughs> well, what you want out you, of the trip you, to Las Vegas, I right? Guess. Do you need a loan? <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good no. on okay, yeah, well, I'm not really a big gambler, so. Well, we obviously know we can't ask you any questions because what's there stays there, right? I mean, can you? That's, are, that's are you, exactly right. Don't you, ask me what. Don't ask me what I shot and, and um, playing golf on Friday and Saturday either. That stays there also. Can we at least ask you if, if the courses are nice? Are the courses <laughs> they are, nice out they there? Are. Yeah, we played. I think you call it Paiute Wolf Creek. Um, we play or the Wolf Course is the first one we played, and it was. So windy. I mean, it was like 20 mile an hour winds, maybe, maybe more. So it was, that day was pretty brutal after. I felt like I'd just been in a fight when I got done playing that round. <laughs> well, we played Bali High, which is uh, right over on the strip, which is closer um, on, on Saturday. And it was, it was just perfect weather. It was really nice. Course it was immaculate, of course. You would expect that. And uh, it was a lot of fun. Did you attend any of the NFL draft at all? Yeah, but little. I mean, to me, it was just a. It was crowded and loud, and I don't know. We we watched a little of it, not as much as I, I thought that we would. So, and so, it was windy. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was outdoors, right? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't watch any of it, so I had to ask. That's why I had to ask that question instead of. Uh, I watched. I watched Traylon Burks get drafted on TV. Did you? Yeah. yeah. Well, that was a nice story, and seeing him hug his great-grandmother, that that was a heck of a deal, too, so yeah, really nice. So he went a little higher than a lot of us thought, didn't he? He did, 18th. Um, that's, I mean, I think kind of the range we were seeing was maybe as high as 16 and mm. uh, to all the way to out of the first round. Maybe, maybe an average might have been 16 to 24 or something like that when yeah. it all came down to it at the end. But uh, I don't think Mel Kuyper had him being drafted in the first round. Uh, Mel Kuyper doesn't seem very high on him at all, just listening well, to him talk. Well, I'll bet then if, if that's the case, I'll bet he was absolutely floored that they traded Brown yeah. away and then got him. Because nobody, yeah, well, nobody, Brown's a great receiver. Yeah. He made it clear that Traylon Burks was no, uh, no A.J. Brown. But um, he's a rookie also. We'll see how it all shakes out when everything plays out. I, I would yeah. Guess that Burks has a tremendous NFL career. Some yeah. people are worried about the quarterback situation. I think he'll make the quarterback better. What do you think about Malik Willis? We have obviously he played at Liberty, so we really haven't seen much of him other than he had a great career there. Uh, and he's their third round pick. May not be the quarterback this year, but he might be the guy throwing to Burks starting in 2023. Do you think that's a possibility? Yeah, I think so. I mean, We'll see how he develops, but there's been plenty of later round quarterbacks, and you know, third round has been some some great quarterbacks come out of that, and um, yeah, absolutely, uh, that could be a possibility. 
Okay, let's talk about the other Razorbacks that got drafted. How about uh, John Ridgeway? How do you see him fitting in Dallas? To be honest with you, Rick, I, I have no idea how he fits in Dallas. <laughs> I just know <laughs> that he got drafted by If you're looking okay. for NFL analysis on All their right. rosters and stuff like that, then it's going to be, uh, I don't know. I okay. hope he does well there. We'll wait for Chris Turnage on Thursday. How's that? Okay. All right, All right Trey, Trey, you've got a, you've got a, a guy off the portal from Arkansas State defensive lineman. What do you know about him? Yeah, Terry Hampton, uh, about 6'1", 290, 300 or so. Um, I just I know that he was a guy that entered the portal and Arkansas offered him pretty quickly out of it. In fact, I, I've gotten hit up um, pretty quick after he had entered the portal. And, of course, the initial size is, you know, people are wondering, is he really 6'1"? And uh, just talking with Danny, who, who spotted him in person, uh, Danny feels good about him from a height perspective. There was a guy that they brought in uh, from Tulsa uh, in the earlier uh, transferring time, um, a defensive a defensive lineman, Jermile Ashley, had coached him, so there was a connection there. Um, and I think Arkansas could have gotten him if they wanted him, but he just he was listed at six foot, but it was one of those shorter six foots. You know, sometimes sometimes you see everybody feels a need to to list themselves as six foot for some reason if they're close to it. Um, but he was they just felt like he was a little bit shorter than that, and that that doesn't seem to be the case with Hampton. Um, as far as him as a player, to be honest with you, I don't know a whole lot about him uh, other than the coaches liked him. They offered him early. They got him here. I think part of that, you know, you want to see him in person, make sure he's the right size, and they felt good about it. If you're if you're trying to uh, get a top-flight nose guard, does he have to be 6'3 or 6'4? You know, I think now I know it's been mm-hmm. a long time since Richard Richardson was Arkansas's nose guard, and he passed away about a year ago, and I'm sorry for that. But he was probably 5'10", realistically, but you couldn't you couldn't run over him. I mean, he was mm-hmm. really strong. So if this guy, even at 6'5", is it necessary that a guy that's, say, playing in the middle has to be 6'3 or 6'4"? I don't think so. I think that there, for most guys out there, there is a prototype for a reason. But there are enough examples of guys. In fact, some of the best don't fit the prototype. You know, Warren Sapp wasn't that big. He wasn't that tall. No. Uh, I think it helps to have long arms and be extremely explosive. And it's kind of like, you know, with other positions, like, you know, if you're going to be a 5'9", 190-pound running back, you don't just need to be fast and explosive. You need to be ridiculously quick, fast, explosive, like all of those things. And I think the same thing when you're talking about, you know, a guy that might be a little uh, undersized at, at nose, uh, a guy that's not 6'3 or 6'4, you know, 320 pounds or whatever. Uh, you need to be explosive. And Arkansas has brought in some guys recently out of recruiting ranks, um, you know, that were more about that six foot size. Uh, Enoch Jackson, um, you know, coming out of the class from, you know, with Jalen Catalan and Torian Carter, those guys. Um, who, you know, he was a little bit undersized, but he didn't have that explosiveness. They brought in one last year, uh, kind of the same deal, just didn't quite have the explosiveness and quick twitch to make up for it. Um, so, yeah, you can be you can be undersized. There's plenty of guys that have had great careers in the NFL, and I just mentioned one and Warren Sapp, um, but you gotta have you got to have a lot of other tools. Uh, the guy that jumps out to me when you start talking about that, is Cortez Kennedy. 
Mm-hmm. Who ended up Aaron being, Donald? Aaron yeah, Donald's another one. Yeah, ended up being NFL Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, Harold Horton had him talking to going to University of Central Arkansas. He ends up at Miami and being an All-American. Yeah, yeah, and Aaron Donald's a, a very recent example of a guy that doesn't fit the six three six four. Um, you know, we're talking interior guys, just period, not just nose, but you know, interior defensive tackles. Donald's got some long arms too, though. Okay, so Trey, you may not know how these guys fit in the NFL, but we are aware that three signed as free agents, Grant Morgan mm-hmm. with Jacksonville, Ty Clary with Miami, Myron Cunningham with Houston, have and, and I got the 24-7 had that this morning, as did several others. Um, mm-hmm. Do we know of any other former Razorbacks who have signed as free agents? And I guess Trey Williams is the one you know, you'd ask the most about. Mm-hmm. Do, are we aware of anybody else signing yet? I haven't seen anybody else sign. Now, I know that Hayden Henry is just moving on. Uh, we didn't actually list him even on our deal just because uh, I think his, his decision is to move on with the next stage of life. But right. uh, nothing on Dion Edwards, nothing on Devion Warren, Tyson Morris, Blake Kern, Jordan Silver, Markel Utzi, Trey Williams. So, you know, it's kind of interesting to think about this. Like, you know, I like for Myron Cunningham, for example, this guy was Arkansas starting left tackle. It was a yeah. huge deal when he came back for a super yeah. senior year. Yeah. But but not good enough to get drafted in the NFL. Does that make you feel better about Arkansas being able to replace him? Or I mean, what what do you? It's kind of a, a weird thing to think about. Like he was, it was a huge deal when he came back. He was he's a left tackle in the SEC uh, for a team that won nine games but not good enough to go to the NFL. You know, I I just think that's interesting. And, you know, same way with Grant Morgan, an all-SEC performer at linebacker, but not good enough to get drafted in the NFL. Trey Williams, you know, Arkansas's edge guy, big get out of the transfer portal, not good enough to go to the NFL. I mean, it's kind of interesting to think about. Um, You know, you only had three guys get drafted off this team from last year, and you've added a lot of players, but – uh, those guys were, were all really good college players, and some of them were great. Like Grant Morgan was a great college football player. Uh, but obviously, from a measurement standpoint, he doesn't doesn't quite fit the mold that they're looking for. But doesn't that speak, one, to Sam Pittman and his staff developing players? Yeah, I <laughs> think so. To win nine games with three guys getting drafted, when you look at it, and I know they didn't beat Georgia, and Georgia was a national champion. They had 15 guys drafted, 15 mm-hmm. drafted. And uh, Alabama always has many guys drafted. So that's what you're up against. And to win nine games when you really didn't have many guys drafted is pretty special. And to your point, it means they may be recruiting players better than that to come in in the future who eventually will get drafted. Yep. Win with good players, then win with great players. The SEC has led the nation in number of draft picks in the NFL for 15 years straight now. So, no, I mean, they may, there may be more on Georgia, and some years there may be more on Alabama or some more on Florida, uh, but it's just there's always going to be great players in this conference. No well, question think, about it. Think And think about how they keep replacing them. So Alabama, was a, the, last year they had something like 12 or 13 or 14 guys drafted, a bunch in the first round, and yet there they were in the final four again. Georgia yep. had 15 drafted this year, and yet they're in everybody's preseason top four next year. How, how, how do you keep doing that? 
I mean, look at the recruiting rankings every year. Their schools are right up there at the top. And then you've got schools like Texas who, you know, they're, they're usually top 10, top 15, yeah. top 10 in recruiting rankings. They didn't have a single guy drafted. Not one. Isn't that something? Did, did you shed a tear for them when you heard that? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know I did. <laughs> felt really bad. Which school was he talking about? Texas. Texas. That's the second, second year in a row they've not had anybody drafted. Didn't have anybody yeah. drafted. So, so think about and, and Texas and Oklahoma are about to go into the SEC. Um, and I don't know how fast it's going to happen. We had a story last week that um, – Cincinnati, Houston, and Central Florida, and BYU all expect to be in the in the Big Twelve by 2023. So that's year after next. At this point, Texas and Oklahoma are supposed to be in uh, in 23 and 24, not in the SEC till 25. I gotta believe there's something going on behind the scenes that's going to get them to the SEC earlier. What do you think? I think so. I think it's just a matter of when. I mean, I, I would say the odds are coming from Vegas. So the odds are uh, <laughs> largely in favor of them leaving before when they're supposed to leave on their contract, whether that's a year or two, or it doesn't matter. I would say that's definitely going to happen before it all shakes out. Well, now that the big 12 is expanding, uh, where, where does Arkansas, excuse me, Texas and Oklahoma fit in until 2025, uh, surely they're going to say, okay, guys. Well, no, they would play a Big 12 schedule if they don't leave yet. And I got to think. You know, I, I know they would, but I'm going to say you bring all those other teams into the Big 12. Yeah, right. Well, their mathematics haven't been very good anyway because there's only 10 of them in the Big 12. <laughs> and they're, they're going to bring, they're going to lose, let's see, if they lose two and gain four, guess what? That's the Big 12. But uh, if Texas and Oklahoma are there for a while, but I don't mean to – I know this is going to sound condescending, but <laughs> you think Texas really wants to come in the SEC early when they're looking mm-hmm. at all these guys getting drafted and they had none? Well, if they could just step it up. I mean, there's 33 players drafted from the state of Texas in the last draft. 33. Wow. Yeah. I, I didn't realize that. And, and, of course, none of them played at Texas. None of them played at Texas. Wow. Mm-hmm. That that's got to be that may be the most astonishing stat of all. Thirty three drafted from Texas and not yeah. one of them was a Longhorn. Yep. I've got to believe I got to believe that's an all time first, don't you think? Should I play the eyes of Texas? One I mean, how many were drafted no. last year out of Texas? None. <laughs> yeah, out of the state. No, out, no. Of, the st- out of the state. Yeah, no. yeah, lots. So I mean, whatever that number was last year, I'm sure it's probably similar. Wow. Okay. Well, Trey, we got your first caller since you came back from Las Vegas. It's Jason in mm-hmm. El Dorado. Jason, you're on the air. Thanks for calling. He's going to tell I, us I something about Terry Hampton. Not, but, uh, I uh, don't know if you guys saw it or not, but uh, Trey Wade from the basketball team also got invited to the Arizona Cardinals rookie camp. So oh, I really? guess our basketball team is, is, is better at putting out uh, <laughs> NFL players than, mm-hmm. than Texas' football team. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good, Jason. That's yeah. right. Yeah, That's Trey, no, I didn't see he that. Had, he had drawn some – Trey waited. Uh, he mentioned a couple of weeks ago he was drawing some interest from uh, – he wants to play basketball first, but, I mean, it might be something to explore. Um, there was a guy at Arkansas in the, in the late 90s, Brandon 
Yeah. I'm having a hard time remembering his, no, remember his, his name, Rick. That was his last name. It was uh, Rob Brannon. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. Brannon was his first name. Oh, okay. In the late 90s, and he ended up signing a free agent deal with, I believe, Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns. Oh, he Brandon da- Davis. Brandon yeah. Davis. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Brandon Davis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's the last time I can remember that happening. Yeah, from an Arkansas player, yes. Mm-hmm. From an Arkansas player, yeah. I, that's right. So, I, about Trey, I, I was going to ask so. you a question about the uh, the scholarship breakdown. Uh, mm-hmm. I know we signed some uh, walk-ons to scholarships, but we're still looking at kids in the portal. How does that work against yeah. the 85? I, I was kind of confused on that. Yeah, so Arkansas is going to basically need to lose like four guys. I haven't looked at it. I haven't had a chance to look at it since I've been back. I didn't. My flight kept getting delayed, and I got in like one thirty last night. Um, so I'm still <laughs> recovering a little bit. But uh, I would say um, they're going to have probably about four more guys enter the portal because you put three on scholarship. You also added Terry Hampton. And you're going to look at two more. You're from El Dorado, so you know you've seen him, right? Yeah, yeah. What do What do you think about him? Uh, you know, he was he was real good in in high school. I think he had an injury that kind of kept him from right. uh, getting some of the that. higher major looks. Um, mm-hmm. And there at A State, you know, he I think he only had about two and a half or three sacks. But a lot of times, that's not the job of a of a defensive tackle. So uh, quick guy, you know. Uh, I know they 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 would ideally want somebody with a little bit more size, but uh, he's got a good motor, and I think uh, hey, if Sam Pittman wants him, then I say go for it, man. Del Dorado is being become known as a school that produces defensive tackles. B. John Jackson. Well, and, and I, I know Ray will be interested in this. Uh, this weekend we uh, honored uh, Dan Gafford. And uh, retired his yeah. jersey, and uh, yeah. man, it was it was a really cool that's, thing. That's uh, this, mm-hmm. this town has put out some really good athletes, but man, Daniel Gafford, there's talk about a, a good human being. In addition to being a good athlete, he's uh, he's one of a kind for sure. Were you there for that? I did not attend it. Uh, my cousin went because uh, he actually played basketball uh, there, and he's he's big into wildcat hoops, but. Uh, uh, it was it was a cool thing. The town was really buzzing about it. That's nice. That's really good. That's great. All right, Jason. Thank well, you. I get off here. I appreciate you guys. <laughs> thank you, you Jason. Bet. Thanks for calling, Jason. You know, Trey, we've been talking for years about how difficult Arkansas's schedule is, and I, I think football. And I think I saw somewhere where it's rated the 13th toughest schedule in the upcoming season in the country. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking, 13th? Okay. They're playing two teams that were among the four in the playoff last year. They're playing Missouri State, which is coached by Bobby Petrino. They won eight last year. BYU finished number 13 in the rankings last year. And Liberty's won 18 games in the last two years. And they got the regular yeah. SEC schedule. They do have South Carolina instead of Georgia. So that's a, that's a drop. But isn't this schedule a little tougher than 13th in the, in the nation? Yeah. First of all, correction. By the way, I that was 2021 draftees, 33 from Texas, 2021. It was an old article. Um, so, but I'm sure it's probably similar this year. And okay. um, still, they didn't have any players drafted last year. So, well, um, I, I stand. Texas, but, I stand corrected on Cortez Kennedy. I, I, I thought Tez was six one. He was six three. So, 
Okay. So he Well, this, uh, he is, this is the correction, Tom. I wish I had something <laughs> I missed earlier. I correct myself <laughs> here. What, what was the question? Ooh, ooh. Refresh my memory on your last question. Question was about the schedule. But, yeah. Um, was that, it, who did that? Was that ESPN FBI? Maybe so. I, I just saw okay, so the FPI has been a train wreck the last two years. Oh. And this year, I think they have Auburn ranked 10th. They have Texas nationally ranked in the, in the ESPN FBI. So the mathematic formula probably, I mean, it, it needs to be looked at because okay. it's, it's not getting it right. Okay, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop seen... you there. I'm going to stop you there because we can talk about this later. And we only got one minute left in this segment. And Lenny and Carlisle is called for you. So Lenny, okay. ask quick. Uh, quick question. Uh, I heard y'all talking about uh, short guys, small guys playing yeah. football. Uh, Cliff Harris. He was yep. from a Class B school. Yeah. With, uh, football and. Uh, Washington, Washington. Baptist. Yeah, ended up in Cowboys. Pro Football Hall of Fame. All right, Lenny, we got it. That's all we can share with you. We got to go. Tickets are on sale now for the 18th annual.